I'm Big Rick Stewart. Welcome to the podcast for the Wine Country Saturday Soundtrack. It's a radio show that I do every Saturday at KVYN 99.3 FM, 99.3 The Vine in Napa Valley. You can stream from 99.3thevine.com. You can search for KVYN on TuneIn. You'll hear fun music and great information, including 10 at 10, a Beatles brunch at noon, songs from my days at Live 105, KFOG, KFOX, new songs and more. And you'll hear great information like this. I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack. Do you remember just before Halloween, I was telling you about uh, Treasury Wine Estates, and they uh, were offering up this 19 Crimes. That's one of their brands. Dracula Red Blend. Remember I was telling you about that? Guess what? Lawsuit. What? It turns out that uh, there is a guy down in Australia that's been making wine for a while down there, uh, and uh, they have Vampire Vineyards. It's owned by this guy, Michael Machat, who just happens to be a lawyer specializing in the music industry and trademarks. And the 19 Crimes Dracula Red Blend, they say, was likely to, quote, cause confusion mistaken to deceive the public at large. I don't know. I guess they're going to decide this. Treasury Wine Estates uh, has been accused of being unjustly enriched, among other things, by the receipt of sales revenues from consumers who mistakenly thought they were purchasing uh, the Vampire Vineyards wines uh, when they got the Dracula wine and all this stuff. So they're asking for, you know, some money, because that's how this goes. Uh, $15 from every bottle of 19 Crimes Dracula Red Blend sold at retail. It didn't really sell for like a whole lot more than $15. Uh, They want $36 for each bottle uh, sold in bars and restaurants. The case of wine is ongoing. Haha, see what I did there. All right, so I mean, I think this will maybe be settled out of court with money, and I don't know if it'll actually go to court, and I don't know about this, but maybe your uh, current vintage of, and your first vintage of Treasury Wine Estate's Dracula Red Blend is like a collector's item. I don't know. I have no idea. The lawyers will decide. These are crazy stories, aren't they? I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack at 99.3 The Vine. I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack. You may or may not have been paying attention that uh, 2024 uh, has allowed Mickey and Minnie Mouse to be in a public domain. Now, not every version of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, Disney is smart enough to have slightly changed the look of the characters over the years. Now, what this has done is they've allowed them to have an ongoing rolling control over the public domain access to Mickey Mouse so that in 2024, the very first appearance of Mickey Mouse in a cartoon called Steamboat Willie is now public domain, meaning you can kind of use it for lots of things. Maybe not quite everything you might think of, but people are using it. Now, much in the way that Winnie the Pooh became public domain and there was this horror slasher movie last year. All right, same thing is happening with the very earliest version of Mickey Mouse. By the way, 
he wasn't like a really cool guy way back when. Now, all this uh, is being controlled and followed very closely by the lawyers at Disney. So don't be trying to open up the Mickey Mouse coffee house or something like that. Uh, and if you want to use early Mickey Mouse, you better be kind of careful. Next year, Pluto enters the public domain, followed by Donald Duck and Goofy in 2029. This is true for lots of things. Marvel characters in the 2030s will enter public domain, including Captain America in 2036, The Flash in 35, and Captain Marvel in 34. All right, look for all kinds of crazy Mickey Mouse stuff coming this year. I figure it's Stewart. It's a wine country Saturday soundtrack at 99.3 The Vine. Big Rick Stewart, it's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack. Thanks for hanging out today. This story takes me back in time. I spent way too much time uh, playing Tetris. You know, Tetris, the blocks fall and you flip them around and then they fall to the bottom. If you fill out a whole thing, the whole thing collapses. You, you get more room. It just starts to speed up after every level. Can you imagine getting to the end of Tetris? Well, maybe you can't because you know what? In 35 years, no one has ever gotten to the end of the original Nintendo version of Tetris until December 21st, when a 13-year-old named Willis Blue Scooty, that's his uh, gaming nickname, Gibson, uh, got to the end of Tetris. The first person to, uh, they say, break the classic puzzle game. This is from Popular Science. He did this during a live stream, and it says that he shocked viewers of the live stream and himself uh, as he got to the end of Tetris, never before documented game ending Tetris level 157. He relied on hours of training, which means, I guess, playing Tetris. <laughs> How else do you train for Tetris? You just play Tetris. But there's also all kinds of these other little tricks they have. They have a thing called hyper tapping, which is when you actually tap before the things are falling into the video game. It's beyond me, believe me. Anyway, he's the first guy to do it. Others have now, because he did this on video, so they've kind of like figured it out. They've kind of like gone on to this, but he is the first, and he was actually on television, and this lady was interviewing him, a news anchor, and she said, you know, maybe you should spend more time outside. And people like totally jumped her case. Which, yeah, I mean, come on, let this kid enjoy it. Let him have some fun anyway. I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack at 99.3 The Vine. I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack. This story reminded me of a uh, very funny, kind of disgusting, but sometimes that's how it is, uh, on South Park. This episode where uh, people were, uh, uh, they had to undergo uh, certain things because they didn't read their terms of service uh, as fully as maybe they should have. All right, Mexi this is from the Associated Press, so I'm not just making it up. Mexican cartel forces locals to pay for makeshift Wi-Fi under threat of death. <laughs> what? Uh, down in Mexico, uh, you know, cartels are running drugs and doing all that stuff. Well, I, I guess they're, well, they're doing other things as well. I was going to say they're trying to go legit, but... Kind of like maybe not. Now, for years, this story says that they've had narco antennas, which uh, is what they call them. And uh, they involve setting up some antennas around the region and that they use it for their own you know, inter-narco communication. Well, they've set up Wi-Fi now. 
In this town in Mexico, a group charged approximately 5,000 people, elevated prices, they say between four and 500 pesos, $25, $30 a month, uh, to use the Wi-Fi. And if they didn't do it, they said they would kill them. Well, the police are onto it and they're working to prosecute it and, you know, kind of make things right. Nobody got killed that they know of for this reason. Uh, the Mexican cartels, the story said, have gone on to not just be drug traffickers, but they involved in other things, uh, including some taxes, quote, on basic foods and imported products. They've also infiltrated the lucrative avocado business and lime markets and makeshift Wi-Fi. That is a crazy story. I'm always rooting for the good guys. Guys. I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack at 99.3 The Vine. I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack. Some of you are going to absolutely love this story. And the subset of you that will love this story, uh, either used or had or want to try out uh, the physical keyboard, like the ones that used to come with a Blackberry. Oh my God. There was this whole thing. Blackberries were smartphones, but they had this keyboard attached at the bottom. If you don't know, because some people don't know. And you would actually use your thumbs. And so you had to use two hands. And some people were like, they were so fast. Tap, 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 send. It's like, wow, that was amazing. It was a real keyboard. I mean, it had little buttons and everything. Well, those days are gone, but those days are coming back. At CES in Las Vegas, a company that is called Clicks Technology has debuted a Clicks keyboard iPhone case. It's going to be about $140 and it's going to be available uh, in February. You can pre-order it right now. So this is exactly what you might think it is. It is an iPhone case. You put your iPhone into it and at the bottom is an actual keyboard. It lights up. It's like everything. And you go tap, tap, tap and uh, it has like buttons, not virtual buttons. Like real buttons. One of the advantages is that it brings back fond memories. <laughs> another advantage, maybe, another advantage is that you actually get to see the whole screen, uh, you know, of messages or whatever while you're, you know, tap, tap, tap it on the physical keyboard. It does make the whole thing a little bit bigger, but if you want it, you can finally get it. The Clicks keyboard, it's called. It's going to be shipping in February. All right, maybe that's exactly what you're looking for. I mean, it's not a Blackberry. It's an iPhone. With no little click, click, click things. <laughs> Two thumbs. I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack. In this case, two thumbs are not a bad thing. And 99.3 The Vine. I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack. This is like a red alert warning uh, about social media stuff. And not just from me, but from somebody who actually kind of knows about this stuff. This is from Eliana, who is a cyber and strategic risk analyst. Okay, so that's, that's pretty good credentials. Uh, and she works for Deloitte. So there you go, right? I mean, all this is pretty good. Uh, so this was at thesun.com and uh, she was on uh, TikTok and she made a video and she said, look, Instagram has this thing. And she said, I was doing it. and. I don't think you should do it because it's a really bad idea. They have this template on Instagram asking for people to share uh, some details about themselves. And I don't know, you know, some people share a lot of things on Instagram and TikTok and more. How about your age, height, shoe size, shoe size, a zodiac sign, musical taste, number of kids, tattoos, phobias, favorite color, food, drink, pets, relationship status and more. 
And so uh, she said, look, this is literally a PSA. If you did this trend on Instagram, she said, delete that S word right now. Get rid of it. Remove all proof from the internet. This is kind of like a thing. It's one of those, you know, get to know me things on Instagram and you fill this out and well, people get to know you and like maybe a little too much. Maybe there's a, you know, TMI going on here. Uh, she claims social media users are getting dangerously close to sharing even more sensitive personal information. Uh, quote, also, I feel like we're really inching pretty close to the iceberg on sharing our social security numbers. So if you run across something and it's some template or some thing where you're supposed to share all your info, definitely don't do that. I mean, you know, you do you, but I think she's right. I'm Big Rick Stewart. It's the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack at 99.3 The Vine. That's some of the great information you can hear on my Wine Country Saturday soundtrack. I'm Big Rick Stewart. Check out the show every Saturday, 99.3 FM in Napa Valley. You can also listen from 99.3thevine.com or KVYN on TuneIn. Thanks for checking out the Wine Country Saturday soundtrack podcast.